What's up, guys? It's Adam Konatsky, and you're listening to the Mike Sappho Podcast. Tych, co cierpią, tych, co są daleko i tęsknią Mych ludzi, co poznali piekło Krzyczę głośno, każdy z nas to czepion Moi kumple dalej inkognito Nic się nie zmienia Turbo Porsche Carrera Sen powoli się spełnia Na jak mam tyle, jakbym okrążył świat Wszyscy w maratonie, ambicje na blat Żyć tak, by już nigdy nie pytać o czas Rolek, prawdę ci powie, ten projekt rozjebie pan Ciągletki, AMG w kieszeni setki What's going on, champ? Uh, just got back from a meeting read in uh, Aspect in Chinese Cafe. Came back here to spill it, spill it with you guys. Yeah, well, thank you. You didn't invite me to meet and greet, so that's kind of sucky. Um, I apologize. <laughs> hey, listen, I know you're fighting in a couple of days, so if you do do a lot of press, I know you don't do a lot, so I do appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I tried to stay as low-key as I could, but I, it's getting big. I have to ask you the one serious question, though, because this is for real. I was going to come out to... Uh, Belleville, where do, you, where do you live? Belmore. I was coming out to Belmore to do the podcast from your ring, from the studio where you box. And we decided to change, do the podcast here in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, which is awesome. You're very familiar with it. Did you go on my Twitter and see pictures of me, saw how ripped up and jacked I was, and were you worried that I was going to come to your gym and spar with you when you were nervous, so you changed the venue? Exactly, that's what happened. I figured that. I figured you were like, this guy's no joke. He's going to come to the ring, challenge me in a sparring match, and I, I don't want to embarrass you before you fight. Yeah, I was like, you can't make that happen, you know? It's <laughs> like neutral grounds, a green point where I grew up. So if anything, I'd call my boys and they got my back, you know? Speaking of gr- growing up in Greenpoint, for people who don't know, we're in Greenpoint, Brooklyn recording this. And for the longest time, Greenpoint, Brooklyn is a working class Polish community. And the past couple of years, it just blew up to Hipsterville. Right. Is it crazy to you to see the place where you grew up with hipsters and Vietnamese pork buns places on the corner? Is that nuts to you? Yeah, I mean, I missed Old Greenpoint. What, what, what's Old Greenpoint for people listening? Uh, like uh, meat shops everywhere, <laughs> Polish food. The liquor stores are still here, though. Yeah, of course but they it are. But changed, though. It's not uh, hard like vodka. It's all like wine, wine stores and stuff. <laughs> it's all bougie wine stores. So Greenpoint, Brooklyn, it's a, ni- it's a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Beautiful neighborhood, all Polish. I've been here now working probably for around seven years. We're with other guys here who've been here 15 years. And they're like, overnight, it went from small Polish community, bunch of Polish police officers and firemen and all the workers to just hipsters here from Minnesota and Iowa. When did you notice that neighborhood was changing to like hipster? Did you, was there a moment when you knew? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, I'm kind of the rent started getting crazy expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Manhattan prices. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what happens. Like, wait, we can't afford this no more. You have to get out. You grew up in Poland. When did you move to Greenpoint? Oh, when I was seven. Really? Yeah. Did you love it right away? Cause yeah, for sure. I mean, it was little Poland. You didn't need to speak English to get around. Really? Yeah, everybody spoke. Even the Arab guys in the Dali speak Polish. <laughs> Yeah. And was boxing right away your first love, or you in other sports? Uh, I mean, I played everything. I played junior Knicks actually across in, in the YMCA. Really? Okay. Yeah, so that was pretty dope. Uh, baseball, of course. Okay. But then just boxing picked up. Was, was there a moment or someone you looked up to, or were you bullied as a kid? Were you this, I need to get into boxing, or? A bully, I mean, you grew up in Brooklyn, there's always a little scuffle here and there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was always chubby. So that was always picked on me, and uh, I guess I was also I moved uh, to Eckford. 
Mm-hmm. And I was a new kid on the block. Okay. So you know how that is. You always get picked on. Okay. So always got into scuffles here and there. And then uh, watching Andrew Golada fight. Of course. That just sparked like interest. So he's your guy. Golada was yeah, the guy. for sure. I remember watching like family members get together and just watching fights. It was awesome. Well, those Riddick Bo fights were must-watch appointment TV. And the whole crowd was just Polish people screaming, going crazy for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the fight I didn't remember. I didn't watch it. For me, I think it was uh, him versus Michael Grant. I mean, he ended up quitting, but the fight overall was, was awesome. You ever get to meet him? Yeah, a couple times. Good guy? guy? Awesome, yeah. Is he going to come to Greenpoint and come do my podcast? Maybe. That's what we need to do. Yeah. So where'd you hang out in Greenpoint? You a Peter Pan guy? That's like the Peter one place Pan- I know. Yeah, yeah. Where else did you hang out here? Uh, there should be a club called Exit. Okay. But now it's the gym. Okay. The stuff. Of course. <laughs> the hipsters like to be healthy. Right. So that one way. But usually, uh, yeah. Uh, where else? The deli, God bless. Okay. There's a million God uh, yeah. bless delis. Now everything is God bless delis. Yeah. Hey, you, right before the mics went on, you told a good story. Tell me about, and then we're going to talk some boxing. Tell me about your first date because it sounded like a beautiful, my girlfriend's here. <laughs> We had a good first date. You had a really good first date, right? Yeah, so uh, me, me, my, now my wife, and my friend, and this other girl decided to go to movies. And I got a call from her brother, yo, Adam, somebody hit me in, in the club. And it's just the previews going on. It's like, all right, give me a second, I'll be right there. So we were at Atlas Park Field. Okay. We tell the girls, yo, we'll be right back. Well, it turns out... Wait, I, you left your wife at the movie theater? Well, my girl... Well, your girlfriend? Girl, not even girlfriend, just somebody... It's I the worst to, first date ever, okay. Yeah, it was awesome. And she's like, all right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, um, <clears throat> she's like, where are you going? I mean, I'll be right back. I've got to take care of something. She's like, okay. She's probably so, like, this fucking guy just yeah. left me in a movie so theater. So we left them. We go, I pick up my... Somebody, a friend of mine, because like, there's like a lot of them. So we, okay. And meet up, and we start talking. I don't do a lot of talking, so my, they're talking, and then uh, some guys like, "Hey, who the f- you are you? Curse. You can curse. Like, who the fuck are you?" I'm like, and just clocked and him. just nailed them. Like, yeah, and just a big brawl started going on. <laughs> and, but as we know, <laughs> Europa is right next to <laughs> 94 precinct, so uh, we got locked up. Of course, me and my my friend, everybody was got let go except us. Now, was your one phone call because you were arrested? Was your one phone call to your date? Nah, she texted me actually. And what's she saying? Well, well, the funny story is even better. Um, the cops were about to let me go. Okay. So he's like, let me see your uh, IDs and stuff. So I take out my wallet, show my IDs. He's like, looks at my fist. He's like, oh, you're in there, bro. I was like, yeah. Oh. Get back inside. I was like, oh. <laughs> so you almost made it out of it? Yeah, but he's like, get back inside. So. And your girl, the girl, first date was cool about it? She was like, uh, funny. If you didn't like me, you should just let me know. Wow. I was like, uh, yeah, this It must be that beautiful face you have. She must have fell for it right away. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. It's a pretty shitty first date, by the way. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah, was, I made up for it, though. How'd you make up? What was your second date? Well, I don't even remember. <laughs> no fights, though, right? No fights, no. I, you, were, you, were you a Golden Glove fighter back then? Oh, yeah, actually, I was. So you, because you won the Golden Gloves. I think I even might have, I've been, I turned pro. I was a pro fighter. Oh, so you were a pro fighter. Yeah, I could have gotten a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, you were a pro fighter. You win a fight in Europa. Your reward is not a title, but a night in jail. Yeah. You beat the case? Uh, we had kind of fine because nobody pressed charges. Okay, I mean, okay. The guys we got in were like, we knew each other, so it went well, smooth. Because you were awesome in the Golden Gloves. You won the Golden Gloves, and then you were always, you know, top few guys. When did you decide, okay, boxing's going to be my profession. It's not just going to be a, some a side gig. When did you know it was going to be your way of life? You're going to support your family, support yourself by being a boxer. I mean, that was always the plan. Just the financial part didn't always <laughs> go with that. 
so uh, yeah it's like you had to hustle so it was bouncing gigs uh construction work mm-hmm. typical blue collar stuff and then uh one time i think uh, i fought charles ellis which was my maybe fifth fifth or sixth fight i said that with my wife the girl from the first vet day <laughs> and we spoke about it she's like um Yo, I'm like, I can't do construction, bouncing, and train. It's just too much. Okay. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to be an average power fighter doing it that way. So he said, she's like, all right, I believe in you. Just win that Charles Ellis fight and just focus on boxing. Really? So she was really supportive of you? Yeah. That's important. Yeah, then one night she's like, <laughs> she's like he could do it. Yeah. But, not, but, but also it was so, before I fought Charles Ellis, I got a call from Al Heyman, mm-hmm. oh, from, his wow. pe- from his people. He's like, we want to sign you. But I was like, let me get this fight with Charles Ellis done because I already promised main events I'm going to find that card. Okay. So they let me put it on. Uh, and, I, and for me, it was like a do or die moment. It's I make it. I'm going to continue with boxing. I fail. I got to choose a different route. Oof. And what, obviously you won, knockout? Yeah, fifth round knockout. It was my toughest fight to date. I mean, it was. I just started working with, my new tr- uh, with, with Keith Trimble. Okay. So we were like three weeks in, and uh, we took the fight. I knocked him out of five, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Now, you have business to take care of in a couple of days at the Barclays Center. Right. Before we talk about the fight itself, there's always a huge Polish fan base that go there. And when you fight there, is it weird... I know you fought there before. You you fought out in Long Island. You grew up here in Brooklyn. Now you're right. fighting a few miles away, and you, all you see is the red and white, all Polish. Does that just pump you up beyond belief walking in? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's getting bigger. Like, every fight, more and more fans are coming over. And it's awesome now because even more, like, it's not just the Polish community. Mm-hmm. It's, like, Americans, too, which is the hipsters people. Yeah, the hipsters <laughs> love you. Like, oh, I'm yeah. a Greenpoint guy. We're, we yeah. represent Greenpoint yeah. now. <laughs> so I love it, too. Yeah. It's awesome. So uh, th- that's good, too. And it's great. It's getting bigger, much bigger. Prior to the fight, a couple of days away, are you still training hard or now you're just going through the motions, getting your body relaxed? I know you trained so hard for the fight. Now we're a few days away from the fight. Are you still training hard or are you going through like the motions yeah. and stuff? Well, I got uh, my last sparring session on Saturday. Okay. 12 rounds. Do you need me to spar with you or are you good? I mean, you're looking ripped. So yeah, I am. I, yeah. I don't want to hurt you before the fight. Yeah, I'm doing that. Okay, okay. So, you're, so yeah, you spar with whoever. You know, I'm yeah. family, family. Okay. So, <laughs> so you have a sparring match uh, in a couple of days. And then what's that last week like leading up to the uh, fight? It's mostly press. So we got a open workout on Wednesday, press conference on Thursday, and weigh-in on Friday. Charles Martin, 25-2. and two. He was a former champion. I think it's 25-1-1. One one. 25-1-1? One one. Now I'm going to have to go back and edit that because I don't want to sound like an idiot on the podcast. <laughs> when you go into a fight with someone like this, it's very easy to uh, accessible to watch his fights. What kind of homework do you do when you go into fight a guy like this? I mean, I leave that to my trainer, Keith. Okay. Uh, for me, it's just go in there and perform. Whatever he says, this is his game plan. I trust him. And But my style has been the same since day one. Mm-hmm. It's like a pit. I just go forward and pressure you to you break down. Here's my one worry with you, and you need to win because when you do my show, I need, the bigger you get, it's going to help out my show. Right. So you have no idea how hard I'm going to be rooting for you. My one concern, and you're 17 and 0, correct? Yes. 14 knockouts. Correct. You went the distance three of your fights, but those were only eight round fights. This one's a 10 round fight. You conditioned yourself to. Are you confident with your endurance that you can go ten rounds if need be? Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
what, what kind of training do you do to build up your endurance like that? Uh, we do strength conditioning stuff, boxing, sparring, pad work, and road work. So you're confident 10 rounds, I'll be fine with going through yeah, that. Yeah, I think I actually had the record for most punches thrown by heavyweight, which is like over 125 or something. In how many rounds? It's one round. You threw 125 punches? One round. According I- to Copybox. Downstairs in the, in the gym, I threw 11 once. <laughs> no, I know I did. And I knocked the thing right off the thing, so... Uh. More importantly, what uh, what song are you coming into? As a Polish song called uh, Kizo. It's called Champion. Right. Polish hip hop. No Polish hip hop. That's yeah. what you come out to. Hey, what song uh, do all the Polish fans sing when you're out there? Oh, they usually sing the national anthem. Oh, is that what they sing? Yeah. They get into the national anthem. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like some crazy song. I try to want to sing it. Yeah, you gotta learn it. <laughs> so you won't change a song to a Billy Joel song or something walking down? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> next, next time. <laughs> Well, that, that's what the hips is like. <laughs> are you are you trying to change the fan base from the Polish community? No. Are you trying to go? Listen, listen. No, no, no. Are you trying to go? Uh, I'm, not go nah, I'm not gonna plug Greenpoint. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we joke around. I'm being. I'm a really healthy person. I try to eat really healthy. What's your diet like? Because you're not concerned with having the six pack, and you always joke around after the fight. You pick up your shirt. You're like, right. I don't need a six pack to kick some ass. Right. What's your diet like during training? I mean, training changes. Like be- between fights. I should be eating a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> you cheat a little bit. Yeah, okay. a little bit. But uh, between fights, I mean, it's all, you know, it's um, healthy heart, uh, carbs, okay. uh, protein, and vegetables. I mean, I keep it real strict. Just crazy chicken and meat all day yeah. and stuff? No, no Spinach, beer? Spinach, no, no. I, I barely drink anything, so. Really? Yeah. Because not many Polish people drink, so that's that's actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> amazing. People are saying, like, are you sure you're Polish? <laughs> I mean, I do drink. Because then I'd be really messed up, but occasionally. <laughs> well, uh, I just wanted to add, uh, you mentioned before uh, Al Heyman. Are you, are you actually, are you with ha- Heyman now? Yes. And then uh, second question to that would be, if you're with Heyman, uh, I guess the thing is you would be pushed more towards Deontay Wilder as you move up the ladder rather than towards Joshua. W- be- between Wilder and Joshua, which one would you rather fight and which one you feel is better for your style? It doesn't matter. I mean, my goal is to be the first Polish heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, I'm ranked higher in the WBC, which is the brother Wilder has. And like you said, uh, Al Heyman is also the manager for Deontay Wilder. So that would probably be the easier fight, the easier path to get. But whatever comes, it's, that's what I want. I want that belt, you know. So Whichever one comes first. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they get the other one. Do, do you look at the rankings? Because I looked at the rankings. You're ranked 8th in one, ninth in one. Do you actually look at them? Once in a while, you know, just I would just keep googling my name, like yeah, not. yeah, I gotta get my ego up, you know. That's what I do. That's why. Yeah. Listen, so I, I I have a bunch of podcasts like in the bank, and I release one a week. So I plan this perfectly because I'm gonna put this out this Saturday morning. Yeah. The whole week, you and I together, we'll do press together. We'll keep plugging it because now you have to win. The downloads go up, but I just keep eating refresh. <laughs> so how are you not checking the rankings like every day? Because yeah, I haven't fought since uh, January, so my well ranking was down, and that gets me upset. How does that process work? Do you get a call from your promoter or somebody like, "Hey, this guy wants to fight you. Do you want to take the fight?" How does that whole process work? Because no one's asked me yet to get into a, the ring, which I don't know why they're backing down from me. But why? I'm like, scared. How, yeah, they are, right? All right, we're gonna talk a little more about that because I think they are. maybe you can get in my first fight. How does that process work, though? Oh yeah, they call me like, "Yo, you want to fight?" And you say yes. The opponent says yes. How much money you get paid? <laughs> they say yes. <laughs> I'm fine. So this Martin fight's huge for you. So when they called up, you're like, holy shit, we have a former champion. Right. He's on the radar. Right. Big dude. 
and you like right away you're like I'm sold I want to fight him yeah for sure I mean getting sparring for him would be it was, I wish are you a softball I'm not but I can be I'm both oh I wish I <laughs> go before. both ways <laughs> go both ways hey speaking of sparring uh, I went on Google and everything on the internet is true obviously did you spar with Klitschko yeah how twice cool, how cool was that awesome and how's that? Would they call you up? I'm confused. I'm not in the yeah. boxing world. We're going to start. I'm going to be in the world with you. I'm going to be in your camp. I might walk down the aisle with you if I'm free on Saturday. Right. I'm not sure yet. I'll let, I'll let you know. But uh, how does that work? Does Klitschko, his camp yeah. calls you up? Yeah, so I was training in the gym where his trainer was coaching guys. He said, like, yo, you'll be perfect for sparring. And I went with him. And where do you, where do you train with Klitschko? Uh, uh, Austria. The Alps. So it was awesome. Really? And they yeah. flew you out there, obviously. Yeah, they flew you out. You like at a five star resort? It's amazing. Were you starstruck a little bit? A little bit. I have to agree. Yeah, but it's good because like you hang in, hang in there and you know you could keep up with him. It's like oh, it's not that bad. And you build up, but it sucks because you only spar like two rounds. Okay, so you can't really. That must be wild because like there's different. Like I know we're joking around a lot, but like you're if you're another sports guy, a basketball guy, hey, come practice. The practice different. You're going right. in the ring. It's one on one. That's what makes boxing. That's why when you're a champion, you're called the champ. No one's walking around calling Michael Jordan, hey, champ. You're mm-hmm. a boxer, you're, you're the champ. You kicked another man's ass in the ring one-on-one. Right. So you're in a ring now with Klitschko, who's Hall of Famer, who's a legend. Right. And like when you get in there, are you hesitant right away? Yeah, I was like, well, this is it's, it's for real. But it was also horrible because I just got back from a head injury. Okay. So my shape level was <laughs> best shape ever, as you can probably imagine. <laughs> Yeah, so I was totally in shape, which I wasn't. Okay. It was horrible. And I'm like, fuck, whatever. But so I, I did my two rounds. And know. then what do you do? So you do two rounds? You just hang out there? You come back yeah, home? Yeah, he, but he spars a lot. He spars four days a week. So it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, thir- uh, one, uh, I mean, Wednesday is off, Thursday, Friday. So you do two rounds and what, the next guy comes in? Yeah, he has five or six point partners. And why? Because they want everybody just fresh? Fresh, yeah. And I mean, what? he's a monster. Yeah, he is. Oh, my God. And what fight was that for? Oh, that was versus... Uh, the French guy. Mormick. No. Mormick? All French. Mormick? Mormick, yeah. Did he win that fight? Yeah. That's what must be so cool. Any other sparring guys you sparred with that like impressed uh, you? Vatican. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just, that was actually before my last fight. So one day that was pretty cool. Uh, my boy, uh, Drell, Big Baby Miller. Well, that's actually, it was on my thing. Yeah, so we grew up together. You knew, I knew him since I was 15. Now, is it weird because Drell Miller is... I think he's ranked seventh on some of the things, or sixth as a heavyweight. Too many rankings. Too many. Yeah, I know. And I, you need to be ranked higher. We're going to talk about that afterwards. You guys are legit good friends. Yeah, I mean, we used to. I started boxing since the Golden Gloves. And I'm probably going to be generic with this question. Are you asked a lot? Are you ever going to fight him if you have to? Uh, We were offered. We were like, it's not doesn't make sense right now. It doesn't, right? Yeah. You're both climbing the ladder at 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 a crazy level right now. Oh, that's wild. So you spar with him? Yeah, we used to all the time. And who do you spar with for this Charles Martin fight? Uh, we got Southpaw's coming in. Zhang, which is a silver medalist okay. from the 2008 Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, Mike Coffin, and uh, Jason Berkman. Does it make you nervous fighting a Southpaw going in there? I mean, I'm getting all the right sparring, so... When the day or two before the fight, you're in the zone. Now take us to that locker room. They tape you up. Does it all just sink in? How does that work when, when you're in the locker room? What goes through your mind? Yeah, you just focus. I mean, all the hard work is done. Now it's payday. Because you're fight- <laughs> you're like the seventh or eighth fight, I believe. 
Do you just want those fights to just hurry the fuck up when they go? To, you're in the locker room. Are you just pacing around like nervous the whole yeah, time? Yeah, but it's like I got a routine now. So it's uh, basically like you go get breakfast, you get your meals in, make sure you're you know fully hydrated and mm-hmm. stuff. And then again, the locker room, it's, you got to take your urine, urine test, you get wrapped up, you warm up, and by the time you know it, it's time to go to the ring. If you need to call somebody for like encouragement, you got my number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. What's your meal before you go into the fight? Uh, pasta. Yeah, it doesn't fuck up your stomach ever. I'd be uh, so nervous uh, before. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm gonna fuck you. Up. I'm gonna fuck you. Up. I just jinx you before I fly. I'm gonna get, look. I'm gonna compare a, a one-hour plane flight <laughs> to fight at the Barclays Center before I fly. I'm like, all right, I can't have anything that's gonna upset my stomach. So I just plain pasta. Yeah, just to give you a lot of energy. Yeah, and some uh, meat, probably some beef. What's your first cheat meal after the fight? Oh, actually, there is a spot over here, Charlotte, pa- uh, Charlotte Pastries. Okay, okay. Past on that side on drugs, I go there. After the fight, you go in yeah. there and just going to go crazy? Not crazy, but we have a meal there, breakfast. What would it mean to be the first, you mentioned being the first Polish-born uh, heavyweight champion. What would that mean to you? Everything. I mean, that's the goal. Once you achieve that. Then you can just quit? I mean, not quit. That's, I don't know. I don't, I'm no quitter. I see why. Who gave you the name? Baby? Who gave you the nickname Babyface? Uh, a lot. It was a lot of people. But more, it was a post reporter. People okay. at the gym. Just a lot of people were just Babyface, Babyface. I'm like, you know what? I guess I, I guess I'm Babyface. <laughs> Are you doing a lot of Polish press? Yes. Nonstop. Yeah, but that was always since oh, okay. coming up. So I'm getting more used to like the American press, which okay. is pretty cool. So like with Polish, it's good because I know what to say. Like with you with the American press, I gotta like think about what I'm gonna say. Why? Well, because it's usually the same questions. Is, so I'm asking the same questions. As yeah, Polish? more or less. Yeah, like like no, like Joe Miller, like all these questions that like, come up. So I'm being. A, this is just, you're telling me this is a generic interview. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm joking. I, I know you. I know you. I know you. Are. I know you have a girl. You're married now. If you were single, would you be just crushing it in the Polish community as a Probably. boxer? <laughs> Probably. Right. Mm. I had on a ton of other boxes. Wifey, before. I hope you're not listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to send you this link. Uh, I have a ton of other boxes on the show. True or false? When do you stop having sex or doing stuff before a fight? I don't remember last time I had sex. Really? So nah, it's, it's, nah, it's usually like two weeks. Two weeks is your cutoff? Yeah. Oh, so my God. I'm a little aggressive right now. Yeah, I know. I see that. You're, I see the way you're looking at me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you like me now. <laughs> uh, I'm just going through the other questions I have. When you when you win the championship, can I wear the belt? Uh, it's Speedos, though. A hundred percent. That's shake hands on that. I pro- and I walk around here Three with speedos. In the boat. I'll make a deal with you right now. You win any belt, I promise you this. I'll wear speedos of the Polish flag. But winter. December first. I swear my mother's life. All right. And I'll walk down from Manhattan Avenue, Manhattan Messerol, down to Driggs with a sign with your last name with the belt on. Deal. Deal. <laughs> Couple more questions. You and I are hanging out. There, right? <laughs> <laughs> you and I are hanging out. Who's the coolest dude in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you back? I don't know. Now it's everybody's on sexy back. <laughs> no, but who's the coolest, coolest guy on your phone? Uh, like that would impress people. That would impress people. Yeah. Oh, uh, probably. Uh, I mean, I'm just a low key guy, so I don't really text a lot of people. But probably. Uh, the guy that comes to mind is Pokemon Lodge, probably. Oh, you have his number? Yeah. That's a good. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a really good answer. He's one of the coolest guys. Like you know, he does a good job announcing too. Perfect. He's a. He took over a spot because he still had some years left boxing. Yeah. And yet he went to the. I, get, I know. I see the announcer's booth, and he's killing it. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's great. He found. He found his calling. Yeah, for sure. He's great. He's been there. Like I remember. Uh, 
there was a show out in Barclays and there was fights going on. All the other reporters are like uh, announcers on their on their phones and stuff. He's watching the fight. Yeah, he studies stuff. He's like yeah. a student of the game. Yeah, he's awesome. Ever think about fighting in Poland? Is that is that too much of a dream or is that possible? It's possible. I had offers, just wasn't the right time. Why not? The stars are online, you know. I have fights here and I have uh, Mick Conlon on the show. He comes on my show all the time, and he just fought back home in Ireland. And it was they shut down the city basically when he fought. Imagine you going home to anywhere in Poland; they would shut down the country to watch you fight. Yeah, probably. You have to do that, and then fly me out there. <laughs> right now, look me in the eyes, and what's the most intimate thing? Tell me a secret you've never told anyone else. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. I want predictions for the next three fights: Triple G, Canelo. I like Canelo. Why? Because I'll tell you I, this. I everybody said, else I said the same thing. Because oh. everybody speaks to is like Glovkin, Glovkin. Because I might partake in a few gambling bets, and everyone, I'm like Triple G, Triple G. He's a boxing guru. You've been in the ring a few times. So Canelo? I like Canelo. I'm a Canelo uh, fan. I don't know. Joshua Pavekin, who wins that fight? I think Joshua. Okay. And then, of course, Wilder Fury. Wilder. And then I have another fight on here, Adam versus Martin. Who would win that fight? Who's that? Adam Cole. I can't pronounce his last name. Who is this? Who wins that fight? Are you good? <laughs> Are you better be good? I, I, I got to Google him. <laughs> you confident? Yeah, for sure. Oh, you just want to like get on with the fight now and just stop with this Yeah, pressure. I'm in shape. Like, I, I mean, it's good. I mean, I love doing this stuff, but uh, I love fighting more. <laughs> By the way, I'm, so, I'm sorry it's so hot in here. We had to turn the air off because the air was blowing on the mic and you hear the... It's good that because it's cold pounds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not worried about your conditioning at all, though, right? No, of course not. Because you make jokes like, oh, I'm a little chubby. You're not worried one bit about your conditioning, right? Not one second. And it doesn't affect your endurance or the fighting or anything, right? We're going to see. Do you promise? Because a lot of people, I get a lot of people on the show right before they blow the fuck up, right before they're everywhere. Do you promise me that if you, well, when you win next Saturday night, that you're not going to go Hollywood on me? Can you promise me that? Okay. you didn't sound too confident. Uh, will, you pin- <laughs> will you pinky promise me right now? Pinky promise. <laughs> I pinky promise. That you don't go Hollywood on me. I promise. My friend, absolute pleasure. Just going to do one thing. Because Eddie wasn't really impressed by you. Uh, so you have to do a stare down before you leave with Eddie. Is that cool? All right. St- do a stare down right now with him. Okay. St- stand the fuck up because you said you weren't impressed with him. Oh. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs>